Paratruth Radio is a proud member of Evergreen Podcasts on KillerPodcast.com. Christian and non-Christian paranormal investigators. They have two different views, and it seems as if neither of them can ever agree on anything. So what happens when a mainstream view of the paranormal crosses paths with the Christian view? <laughs> Something What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to a brand new episode of Paratruth Radio. My name is Eric. And I'm Justin. And today we kick off what is perhaps one of the most favorite time of years for both Justin and I, Paratruth Radio, and I think the whole paranormal community. And that is, of course, October. It's, this is the month of basically all things hauntingly chilling. Um, and I couldn't be more excited because here we are. It feels like it's, you know, this year feels like it's gone fast, but at the same time, it seems to have yeah. been really <laughs> slow. Um, but with that I think said, it started out as, slow. And then yeah, it did. It's picked up. Uh, so, you know, with that said, being that it is October, and as we do every year, we are going to go ahead and, first of all, jump back into weekly episodes, just as we had promised. Uh, but we're also bringing you the Halloween specials, the October specials, the holiday specials. You know, this is going to kick off this week, and we're going to be going all the way through Christmas uh, and, of course, into our January uh spectacular basically our new year spectacular that we always do uh so in this case with this month we are going to be doing a lot of fun stuff talking about some new topics have some new guests uh, we're gonna do a live show for halloween we're thinking so that'll be really exciting uh, it should be a lot of fun there is uh one episode in particular that i haven't even talked to justin about yet but i do plan on going out and doing an investigation of a local uh haunted hotspot here in the Cleveland or North, Northeast Ohio area. Uh, and during that time I will have, I'll basically be doing the typical paranormal investigation, taking recordings and things like that. And we will play those on air and discuss the findings and discuss the type of events that happened and took place. Uh, Justin may do the same thing. We'll talk more about that and that'll be later this month. Um, but today we decided to kick it off uh, this whole spooktacular event with something that's been just kind of, well, spooky over the last year, more or less. Um, and that is, of course, starting first and foremost with the idea of COVID-19. Now, we've already done a show on COVID-19 a few weeks ago. And so I don't want you to think that, oh, here's another show about COVID-19. That's all we're hearing about. Uh, this is a little different, and most of you, maybe some of you at least, have already heard of this, uh, and this is something I wanted to talk about a bit. But back in 2016, Justin and I did an episode uh, on a Ouija board demon known as Zozo. That's Z-O-Z-O. And what's particularly interesting about this 
entity is that it only seemed to make contact with people through the Ouija board by simply running its name back and forth nonstop until either somebody broke free from the plaquette or they ended up going to goodbye. Um, And that is, of course, jumping from Z to O to Z to O to Z to O over and over and over and over again, very fast, very repetitively. But there's also something else that would happen occasionally in some stories. And this is not so much Z-O-Z-O, but 2020-2020, which, of course, is very similar to both Zozo and 2020, which Mm -hmm. has brought up some very interesting conversation about this particular year and the events that have been happening. Now, in 2012, a paranormal investigator by the name of Darren Evans had actually published information uh, about the Zozo demon and this whole 2020 kind of thing, uh, uh, basically based on several reports of Zozo encounters on Ouija boards that foretold the year 2020 as an apocalyptic event. Uh, He had actually received several emails um, foretelling 2020 in that there would be a great coma, which maybe that's what it meant. Also could have meant Corona. Uh, We don't know for sure if that was just a misspelling on the part of whoever reached out to him. Uh, And one thing I do want to mention real quick is we did try to get Darren Evans on. Unfortunately, the timing just didn't line up with us. So hopefully we'll get him on in the future here. Um, But nonetheless, just wanted to throw that out there in case you guys are wondering why we don't have him on. That's why it didn't line up. Uh, There'd also been another chilling email that he'd received uh, from a mom in Minnesota who reported a session in which the Zozo demon said that it would be born again in 2020 and that it was currently in a dream state, but would awaken from its slumber and cause the earth to shake. Now, what's really interesting about this is when you start to add up some of these experiences and the timeline in which some of these emails were received to him, this is by, of course, years in advance of 2020, you start to see some really interesting things happening uh, as stuff kind of lines up. And we'll get into some of that in a little bit. But one thing that I wanted to mention here uh, is just a quick recap on the Zozo Demon. And of course, if you want to learn even more about the Zozo Demon than what we're going to talk about tonight, we're going to put a reference link at the bottom of this page or in this show. Uh, And you can just click on that and check out our original full episode about the Zozo Demon and everything there is to know about that. So the first thing that we really just need to know and understand is that Zozo has been specifically a Ouija board demon. This is a creature that seemed to only show up uh, when a door or a portal was opened through the Ouija board, which means that a human being had to make contact with him uh, more or less willingly or unwillingly. Now, of course, it started off unwillingly because once some spirits and especially dark entities see a portal open, they may take the advantage and jump through. 
Uh, but other people, once they heard about Zozo, of course, as paranormal investigators, what are a lot of us going to do? Pull out the Ouija board and start asking for Zozo. Uh, the problem with this is that Zozo comes with a lot of baggage. He is uh, an entity that likes to cause harm. He shows up uh, very peaceful, kind of sweet, seems like just a normal spirit, talks regularly uh, like any normal human spirit might or human being. Uh, but as you get to know it and spend more time with it, the more violent it becomes. It starts to interrupt your dreams. It has left people uh, in almost a possessed-like state. Uh, it has scratched people. Uh, it has made people sick. Uh, some of these things had actually happened to Darren Evans, in fact, uh, when he first witnessed the Zozo demon on his own uh, before he reported it. And what's important to understand about that is if a demon like the Zozo is willing to cause harm through a Ouija board, and then there's all of a sudden these links to 2020 and the coming years of Zozo reigning supreme on Earth uh, as a demonic entity who's looking to just bring destruction. Well, we've already got the idea that, hey, Zozo's an evil thing that's going to cause harm. What else is he going to do if he's released upon the world? And what does that look like and how does that happen? Of course, I don't know the interworkings of the spiritual realm. So I don't know how, <laughs> why, when, where Zozo would be given the, the, um, the power to do this. But we do know that in scripture, uh, in particular in Revelation, and we also see it uh, through Genesis as well, actually. actually. Um, I'm sorry, it might be Exodus. Apologize. I need to brush up on the story. But God will determine certain spiritual entities and give them power uh, over certain periods of time. Uh, one, for example, is the spirit of death, the angel of death who had gone through the town and killed all the firstborns of the nation and the livestock and um, all that. And another one, of course, is in Revelation in which he sets up several different angels who are going to bring about the apocalypse. Uh, some of these are... Uh, entities in which they're going to deliver the seven plagues, uh, the seven angels delivering seven plagues. There's also, of course, the four horsemen of the apocalypse, which can be determined as angels or demonic-like entities. Um, you know, and so we know, based on scripture alone, that God does ordain certain angels or spiritual entities um, with power over mankind and over the earth for a limited amount of time. So <clears throat> Justin, when we're like looking at this Zozo, uh, I mean, what are some of the things that you remember us talking about? And I know it's a long time ago, 2016. Um, but what are some specific things or semi um, similar traits to the Zozo that we've come across over the years uh, from people's rendering of them? Uh, well, I mean, I remember the watching a couple YouTube videos where people were recording themselves doing it, uh, and actually, I don't know if they were possessed or whatever. They they just started shaking and and violently shaking at that. Um, 
which you know gave me the impression that they were being possessed but uh the the back and forth zozo was the one that one part that i only really really remembered about it um you know reading through this article and stuff i don't remember any any uh buddy talking about zozo actually talking to them but apparently it, it was a common thing all the way back from 2012 and i think even before 2012 he had mentioned that he had been in touch with this entity as early as 2006 or 7 i think he had said um but uh that was the only real thing i was remembering was the zozo thing and then you know i was looking i i don't did we talk about where it was going from two to zero, two to zero on that episode? Do you remember? I can't remember offhand. Like, I, I want to say I'm familiar with the idea on that episode, but I don't know if we actually talked too much into Had it. referenced it? Because, you know, when you'd shown me the article and you'd mentioned Zo- the Zozo 2020 uh, correspondence, I mean... 2020 and ZOZO look very similar. So, I mean, it to me looked like kind of made sense uh, with with the reference. But, right. um, yeah, that's that's pretty much what I'm remembering is with that phenomenon is the back and forth of ZOZO, especially when it got angry. Because I, I mean, I guess I do remember them talking a little bit, and then as soon as they real when they asked its name or whatever, that's when it started going crazy with the ZOZO. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I remember that it it was people actually reaching out saying we're looking for Zozo, right? So, and I mean, in my opinion, it, it's like the Charlie Charlie phenomenon. Like, people were looking for this Charlie Charlie entity, and truthfully, there was probably no Charlie Charlie. It was an entity that latched on to this phenomenon going on. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, That could very well be the case. And I think that is often the case that we see in most uh, of these paranormal happenings, is that many of these spirits aren't named prior to meeting them, but they're named by whoever it is that counters them. Uh, or encounters them. Same thing with, uh, well, we've talked about this in past episodes in regard to how humankind as a whole, having this mentality, the more people, uh, well, an individual can think and believe in an entity and that entity can show up in some way, whether physical entity or in their dreams or, you know, through some other way. Uh, But when you take on, ideas like the slender man for example mm-hmm. uh, when you have a mass community coming together either purposefully or accidentally even and believing in a character that isn't real and yet we start to see a manifestation of such character uh, or entity is the entity actually real is it just a spirit taking the form of whatever it is people are believing in or is it an actual manifestation of an entity that was newly created by the minds of the individuals and the groups who believe in it? Um, right. 
whether or not spirits can literally be created out of nothing by our own minds, we don't know. Uh, you know, there is like this idea that we're only using about 10% of our brain's capacity and power. Um, and that if we were to unlock the other 90%, we could possibly do extraordinary things that we can't even fa- begin to fathom. Uh, who knows what it was like before the fall of mankind back in, uh, back in Eden when Adam and Eve were together, uh, safe and sound there. They could have been crazy powerful and had all these abilities that we don't even know about. And the moment that sin came into the world, just, you know, all that disappeared and it was snatched from us. Um, but perhaps there's that little bit of percentage that's unlocked when we start believing in these entities and we can actually create or manifest these, uh, these particular spirits just out of thin air. Right. Well, I mean, uh, I had actually seen a a video that somebody did, uh, I think it was a couple of weeks ago, where they're like, well, we're always, we use 100% of our brain. It's just we we tend to only use 10% at a time. So, I mean, even though we aren't making our heart beat, the heart is beating. Yes, it's got its own kind of little power source, if you will, but the brain still has to kind of regulate that a little bit. Um, same thing with breathing. We don't do that just because we're thinking about it. Our brain is doing that automatically. So, right. and uh, yeah, I mean, and I've kind of fought with that a little bit too. Not necessarily whether we're creating entities, but I mean, are we? are we somehow manifesting these entities or is it you know we think of these things and then an entity of some kind attaches onto that thought and you know manipulates us to think that right sure i mean i mean obviously that's something that we're never going to know at least in uh, the current time maybe future years 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 down the line way past our time uh, right. Maybe something will come into light, but you know, like talking about it, it makes me also wonder because there's a lot of movies and TV shows that just show people as almost superhuman, having these special abilities, uh, being able to do mind control or move objects with their minds or create these cool, you know, whatever. Um, and, and I mean, don't I don't want anyone to think I actually believe in a lot of this that we can literally <laughs> just create thing out of something out of nothing. Uh, being mere humans but it's still kind of interesting and fun to think about because what if many of these quote-unquote creative ideas that authors writers uh, filmmakers you know things people like that creatives uh, that are creating these things aren't literally coming up with these ideas on their own but perhaps their memories from past uh, ancestors and that those little fragments mm-hmm. of what we've used to be able to do are still locked hidden in a way in our minds and creative people can somehow access that unknowingly or even unwillingly. And some of the stuff we're seeing on TV today or in books can have some sort of truth to them, but we believe it as fantasy. Right. Well, I've kind of wondered too, you know, where do my stories come from? Is it something that's being told to me? Is it my imagination running wild? Um, So yeah, it 
is one of those things too. Like, are, are we constantly being communicated to, or, or is it actually human mind to do so? Right. Well, and you know, the thing is like about the, this whole idea of the mind is that we've been told that there's potential within ourselves to do a lot. And some of the ways to unlock that is by meditating on those things. Mm -hmm. uh, how can we use our mind more? We can meditate on it. You know, how can we become better uh, at a, a, a task or, you know, a skill, you know, whether it's a sport or whether it's writing or whether it's uh, you know, performing something, you know, something, it could be anything, trying to perform a skateboard trick, you know, you have to have this ability to believe in whatever it is, in whatever it is you're trying to attempt. Um, and even in scripture, it says, believe in it and it'll be. Uh, and that's paraphrase, of course, but, and that was also, of course, referring to prayer, believe that whatever you prayed for has come true and it will come true. Um, and, and maybe that's in part, this whole idea of meditation as well, believing mm. that whatever it is, is going to be created or can happen is going to happen. We just have to visualize ourselves doing it and then actively pursue that ability. Um, which is very different from creating a spiritual entity out of nothing, but right. nonetheless, you know, when we're talking about the power of the mind, this think of it this way, like, and then we'll move on, but the same mind that allows us to be successful in life is the same mind that often leaves us, kind of broken or lost uh and unsuccessful so and and that's the big balance i think between confidence and fear you know confidence obviously you know i'm confident for example that i can be you know we'll use we'll, we'll you for an example justin i'm confident and i think you're confident that you're a good storyteller and that can take you places. But where that lacks is that you also have a fear of not becoming successful in that particular area of your life. A fear and of failure. Yep. You know, so the same mind that can transport you into a life of awesomeness is also the same mind that's going to pull you back and hold you from it. So I think right. there's this idea in meditation that, Hey, I can be whatever I want to be and do what I want to do and achieve what I want to achieve. So long as we fight against the fear. Um, and I think that's another thing bringing up scripture yet again, that is mentioned, especially in the gospels. Do not fear. Do not fear. That's simple as that. Do not fear. Do not fear fear. Do not fear the things that can hold you back or that can hurt you. Uh, you know, God is watching over you and we ourselves even have some power, a limited power to control some circumstances around us. So long as we make some smart choices and meditate on the rights and wrongs of whatever it is that we're doing. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, little, little sidetrack from, I think what we're going to be talking about here with 2020 and Zozo but hey, life lessons are always nice here and there. So, well, um, something I was going to ask you is, you know, it's it's showing a progression here through this article that Darren did about uh, multiple Zozo encounters leading up mm -hmm. to 2020. 
And the one woman in, in Minnesota mentions that he said that he was slumbering. So here's a question, and I don't know what I believe in this particular question, but do you think that doing these Ouija board sessions or trying to contact this entity, I mean, could it have given it power to, to wake up? I don't, you know, reading through this article and I've been trying to really wreck my brain on this. Do I, I really believe that an entity could manipulate um, matter or our, our dimension enough to cause the things that have been happening in 2020. I don't know, but you know, with the crazy stuff that's been going on this year, I I'm starting to really question that belief a lot, but do you think we could have somehow either gave him enough energy to, to manifest and, and cause these problems or somehow we've broken down the barrier a little too much because there's been so much communication with this particular creature. Yeah. I mean, I think there's, when it comes to entities in general, uh, there often seems to always be uh, too much of a breaking down of walls between us and the spiritual realm. Uh, we're just, we're, we're curious people, right? People are generally curious mm-hmm. and that curiosity, unfortunately, yep. in some cases, yeah. Um, you know, and, and so it is very possible that by simply looking to reach out to this demon has not only unlocked the door, but has left that door open. And of course, the only way to lock that door is that if all of those who believe, not just one single person necessarily, but all of those who believe can together close that door by believing, again, that it's closed. Um, I, by myself, can close a door or a portal into my own home, but I can't do that for you at your house. That's something you have to do, right? right. Uh, you can have individuals come in. You know, we, we see a lot of ghost investigators uh, paranormal investigators and hunters um we have clergymen stuff like that who will come into a home and who will cast out spirit or try to cast out a spirit but what a lot of people don't understand is the casting out of a spirit is un- unless it's jesus walking into your into your house uh you know most people aren't going to walk in and be like spirit be gone and it's gone and that's it even in the scriptures, again, in the gospels, uh, Jesus says that when a spirit goes out from a place, it travels the world seeking for a place to hide or for a place to stay. And when it comes back to the original source and finds it cleaned up, swept and nice, they go out and find seven more entities more stronger than itself to come and reside back in the old home. And what that's telling us is that if, for example, you had a spiritual and some type of spiritual entity in your house and say, we'll just say it was a bad entity, right? I can come to your house and I can, on my own, will cast out that spirit through the name of Jesus. Um, and that spirit will leave because it's the power of God through me, through Jesus that's casting it out. But that alone will not keep the spirit at bay. You, in your own mind, have to lock that door and shut it. Because if you don't, you're still susceptible and you're still holding that door open, even just a crack. And that spirit will come right back 
and start all over again and possibly much worse than the first time around. And so in that, so yeah, so in that aspect, you know, I think it's important to, to, to realize like, yeah, Zozo was, as far as we know, nothing before 2009. And now right. after 2012 and, and 2016, and now here in 2020, he's become a much greater manifestation due to the amount of power that people have given him. Um, and I think this is something that has been spoken about a lot lately is how much power we give individual people, uh, whether it be in law enforcement or politics or just in general people walking around uh, the amount of power we give to something that person, whoever that person is, has the power is going to use that power according to their will. And with Zozo, we've given him power in our cell in and of, in and of ourselves. Um, and the only way to keep him from taking more power is to strip it from him by again, closing the doors, but that's limited to the individual. And unfortunately not to society as a whole, because not everyone's going to come together in one mind and say, Hey, Zozo, we close this door. Uh, you're not welcome here, et cetera, et cetera. Right. Unlocking it behind us. So it very well could be that we gave him power and now he's just here to be, um, but it's also possible that it was meant to be that way from the beginning. It could have been right. written in the codes, you know? Um, there's probably nothing that we really could have done one way or the other that would change today. You know, if that one individual who came across Zozo in the past, uh, if they made one different decision, now if Zozo came in and asked a question, they could have, that one person who unlocked the door or allowed the entity full access could have just said, oh, a spirit's reaching out to me, goodbye. That's it. But no, curiosity had to get the best of that person. And they had to say whatever. They had to ask the question or they had to answer or respond to the entity. And as soon as you do that, it's open, you know, it's season, you know, open season uh, for that entity to start reigning and taking as much power and control as it can. Um, well, I mean, it's really the chicken and the egg paradox, which, which came first or like, like you're saying, did did we even have a choice? So it's yeah, I that's actually a really good point. Is is it something we're doing, or is this all just written and we're we're following that line? Um, right. Well, and of course, and, depends sorry. on your beliefs too. But right. Well, it does depend a lot on your beliefs. Um, but one thing I, I do want to mention, because in case anyone as asking the question, <clears throat> is it truly possible that if we didn't reach out to the entity in the first place, that it never would have showed up. And I think the, the way we've been talking here and discussing this is that entities only have power when we open the door for them. And therefore, if we never open the door in the first place, we would never meet them. We would never see them. They'd never give be given access. Um, but the thing is you have to remember this and this is something that's very important is that even if we don't uh, purposely go seeking a spiritual entity, uh, whether demonic or otherwise, it can still reach out to us. Even if the door is closed, the only difference is that entity is knocking on the door as opposed to opening it itself, you know? So an entity is not going to show up if you're at your house and just walk in and be like, Hey, I'm here. Uh, I'm going to stay for a while. And, 
you know, we'll, we'll have a good time and scare you a bit, probably hurt you. And then I'm going to leave. Uh, it's not how it works. Entity shows up. It knocks every single time. And the way we respond to that knock uh, really determines what's going to happen in the long run. Uh, if you just ignore the spirit entirely, chances are it's going to go away. It's not going to be able to feed off the power uh, that you're giving it. There's actually an episode of Paranormal Caught on Camera that I watched last weekend. And what was really interesting about this particular episode is that there was an entity down in this man's basement. He went down there because he heard whispers um, and he didn't know what it was. He didn't know. He went down there. He's looking around. He's got his phone camera uh, on and this, this uh, coat rack, it's like big plastic uh, or big rack with a plastic bag over it. It moves probably about three feet toward him. And of course he freaks out and runs upstairs Nothing kind of happens for several weeks. And then all of a sudden he hears whispering again. And this time he's just aiming the camera from the top of the stairs down. He doesn't even turn on the light, just aims it down. And all of a sudden this really dark entity, uh, what we would call a, a shadow person, walks past the doorway, darker than the darkness that it was in. And that's it. Again, scares the heck out of this dude. Well, one of the things that was mentioned by the paranormal investigators who were you know, like these, these paranormal shows when they do this paranormal caught on camera, you have the video and then you have a number of people respected uh, in that field of work, right? Uh, and those people will take turns looking at the video and sharing their own personal thoughts on it. And I can't remember the woman's name, but the one thing she said is, I think it was a woman, I apologize, no, it was a man or a woman who said it, but whoever it was, they said that, so long as this guy leaves the spirit alone and doesn't go looking forward or asking questions, it's very possible the entity will stay in the basement. But if he decides to reach out and even that just means pulling your camera out and watching it because entities aren't stupid. You know, mm. in many cases, these entities are much higher than we are in mind and understanding so if you pull a camera out and you're videotaping it, it knows that you know it's there and are in a sense reaching out to it. And by doing that, that entity could potentially come up the stairs and start living within the living space of the house as well. And that's going to cause a whole other set of problems since it's going to affect him on a regular basis as opposed to just occasionally when it's in the basement. Right. All right. Well, going back to Zozo. <laughs> Yeah. We keep going off topic here. <laughs> so something that uh, was mentioned in this article, which I, I vaguely remember seeing this, because I, I think even you had mentioned it and then I had seen it as well, was that Zach Baggins brings up uh, November 2nd of last year, we near 2020, we fear Zozo. Um, I don't know if he's gone on record as to saying anything about that. Um, but, but Darren brings up, you know, what the heck happened? Did, did Zach have a nightmare or uh, about Zozo or what, what happened? Um, because it, it was in November of 2019 that COVID-19 actually kind of started in China. So, 
Um, did right. did he somehow hear about it, or because all it says is November of 2019? I didn't look up to see when the actual cases started being documented, but um, it's kind of weird. And I, I think doesn't Zach kind of have and I don't want to say affiliation, but he kind of got uh, obsessed with Zozo a little bit. Uh, you know, Zach gets a little obsessed about a lot of <laughs> spiritual <laughs> entities, um, which could be good and bad, uh, in many cases bad. Um, but, you know, he's also a sensitive and he's become more of a sensitive as he's progressed in his career uh, doing these investigations. So it's very possible. Like, I know he has a haunting within his own home. Uh, and I believe there's at one point he said that he, he believes it's a demonic haunting. He's got a number of haunted objects within the house as well that are possessed by a number of different spirits. So, I mean, his house is probably crawling, which I feel so bad for his dog because you know that dog sees it all and is like, what the hell is happening? What are all these creepy things? Um, (laughs) But it it is very possible that because of his uh, spiritual awareness to the spiritual world around us, that either a he did end up having a dream or some type of premonition, um, maybe because of the entities within his house, or maybe it was just maybe it's just the the knowledge or the understanding that hey, Zozo and twenty twenty, they're practically look the same. A two can very well be a Z, and a Z can be a two. I mean, when you put them side by side, they're they can be interchangeable, you know. Um, mm. And so it's very possible possible that it's just that simple. He's thinking, oh, 2020, what else do I know that's similar to that? Zozo, the Z-O-Z-O, 2020, uh, and whatnot. So I, I wish he came out a little more about this too. I, I wish he would have elaborated. But unfortunately, it doesn't seem like he did. So who knows what happened or why? But obviously there is some type of weird connection between 2020 and something happening within the spiritual world in terms of an apocalyptic event. Uh, in fact, one thing that's from or interesting is at the bottom of the page. And we'll share this link by the way, everybody, because we are looking at some stuff from a number of different sites and sources as we always do. Uh, but a lot of this main point stuff that we're talking about comes from, uh, Darren Evans paranormal.blogspot.com uh, where because he kind of just pieces it all together for us and then as usual we take that information and break it down by looking into other uh, sites mm. that correspond to it and to see what's right or what's you know what links up and what doesn't one thing though that he had mentioned that was really interesting <clears throat> and I had mentioned this earlier was that Revelations describes seven angels delivering seven plagues. And what's interesting about that is that Corona, which means crown, uh, because of the virus's signature protein spikes, also happens to be the seventh identified strain of the coronavirus. So COVID-19 is just one of seven strains of the virus that's already out there. Uh, And to think that at some point, maybe an angel started the same plague and six others have subsequently created another version of it. Um, Each one being seemingly worse to some extent than the previous. 
Um, you know, so who knows? Like, I mean, this, this is really, I think this is really interesting kind of subject matter here. Uh, let's see what else is it? There's um, so it nine years before, before uh, Darren had even gone public about his experience with Zozo. There was a film called Cecil B. Demented. I don't know if you guys have seen it. I personally personally haven't, but I've heard of it. Um, and in this particular show, uh, Zozo was mentioned. And this is, again, a movie in 2000. So this is years before we even knew about Zozo. Uh, right. It's mentioned as a three-headed dog that guards the gates of hell. As you know, what other three-headed dog do we know that guards hell? Cerberus. Right. Now, that's the name that is usually used to fit this particular character. And of course, we see Cerberus as just that, a three-headed dog. But it's very possible it's also a demonic entity of sorts with three heads that takes on uh, the attributions of a dog. Well, what's interesting about this is that in Revelations 13, uh, we're also shown a nice little preview of a three-headed dragon emerging from the sea. Uh, and this is the beast, uh, which is going to be given plenty of power and people will end up worshiping it and stuff like that. For those of us in the paranormal field who understand Zozo, and by understand, I mean very limit, limited understanding of Zozo, uh, know that if Zozo were to manifest itself in physical form or even in spiritual form, most of us probably wouldn't go out of our way to worship it because we know what it's done uh, and what it's capable of. But when we have people who don't know anything about Zozo who interact with it, the Antichrist, duh. You know, the, so the unholy trinity, in this case, the beast, the Antichrist, and of course the false prophet, uh, People who are well aware, who have ears and hear, who have eyes and see, they're going to see these particular entities as just what they are. A, the beast, the antichrist, and of course the false prophet. But those who are unknowing, who are ununderstanding, they're going to see these same three characters and they're going to worship them as believing them to be God or the God, a God, some type of entity higher and more powerful than themselves. Um, and that's where a lot of the apocalypse and the idea uh, behind the new world in the future and towards the end of the apocalypse is really going to manifest itself uh, between these three beings and their control of the earth and destruction of the earth before they're finally destroyed themselves. Um, and I just thought that that was really interesting that there's this connection between the uh, the movie Cecil be demand uh, be demented, and of course this three-headed monster, which very well could be the beast. Maybe not quite to the manifestation that Revelation says it's supposed to be, or that we understand mm. it's supposed to be, but nonetheless could be a creature who is more or less the beast, the devil. I mean, it, the way we understand it right now, based on the descriptions and the ideas that we've gotten from various emails to Darren uh, and through people coming forward is that 
Zozo is supposed to have lordship over the rest of the demons. And as far as I know and understand, the only demon that has lordship over them is going to be the devil. Some of us know him as Lucifer, others as Satan. Uh, but this is, of course, the entity, the angel that fell from grace in the first place, caused Adam and Eve to sin, who went out of his way to try to uh, get Jesus to betray God uh, when he was here on earth, and so on and so forth. So Zozo could just be another name, yet again, another name for the devil himself. And we just have yet to pinpoint why that is or that it is who it is, you know, in this case. Ever heard of Stoicism? Chances are, if you have, you've heard of Stoicism with a lowercase s and not Stoicism with an uppercase s. Lone wolves, no emotions, antisocial behavior, cold, indifference, all that is Stoicism with a lowercase s. Stoicism with an uppercase s is the ancient Greek philosophy and virtue ethics framework that centers on service to the cosmopolis, to include your family, friends, community, and planet, and the development of a good moral character. My name is Tanner Campbell, and I'm the host of Practical Stoicism, a three times a week podcast teaching Stoic principles and concepts to anyone interested through the exploration of texts and deep dives into various moral topics. You can find Practical Stoicism where you're already listening to podcasts by searching for Practical Stoicism or by going to stoicismpod.com. I invite you to give it a listen today. You just might like it. The, the one thing in this article that I thought was really interesting is the there. there's other references here, like uh, an MIT computer program called World One in 1973 predicted that 2020 would be a year of catastrophes where it would kick off a 20-year process of, of a slow demise of human civilizations. Uh, I truly hope that, that doesn't happen, but it's really interesting that it was being... I mean, predictions have been through all of human culture, but... Oh, sure. Um, a computer program to even say that but you know the question remains too what was this computer program referencing was it fed information by the MIT team that created it uh you know was it was it given just our entire history and it it boiled down to 2020 being that that peak point um Stephen Hawking had mentioned that the the calculations for 2012 from the Mayan calendar were actually uh, miscalculated, and it was it should have been 2020 that the uh, cyclical time period ended. Sylvia Brown brings up a a disease, a pneumonia like disease in 2020, um, attacking the globe. And uh, it so just those three in particular I found fascinating, but the the one that you know really fascinated me was that the world one. It was like that that's really weird. Nineteen seventy three. It seems like a lifetime ago, but really was not that long ago. Right. Had had predicted something like this. <clears throat> well, you know it, what's interesting about these predictions 
And the idea behind 2020 and Zozo is whether or not Zozo is literally just its name Zozo or if it calculated its own name as Zozo referring to 2020. Like its name is the reference to 2020 from the very beginning. Like, uh, you know, maybe it had a specific number for the entity that like it was Mm. destined for this particular year. So when it showed up being a demon and indeed possibly even Satan um, is going to be pretty bolsterous about that kind of thing, but he's going to do it in a very subtle way. Uh, He's not going to let everyone just know, Oh, Hey, I am Zozo the demon. And in 2020, I'm going to take over the world and spread this disease, you know, and blah, blah, blah. Uh, But he very well could be doing, instead of Zozo, Zozo, Zozo on these Ouija boards in the uh, calculation of letters and numbers, he could just be saying 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20. And we never picked up on the reference until obviously these connections all of a sudden. Mm -hmm. Um, And hence the reason why 2020 could be the year of Zozo and what could be the, the beginning of many events to come in the future with all the bad that has happened through 2020 with COVID, there's also of course been plenty of good, not so much in subject matter of humanity, obviously politically we're kind of screwed uh, in terms of disease. We're kind of screwed in terms of the economy We're we're, we're screwed. Um, but the earth in and of itself has become stronger as well. And some areas you think of water pollute water pollution in certain cities that have become better uh dolphins and fish who have come into into waterways that they haven't been in in decades because of the pollution that's now gone after just a couple of weeks after covid first started um you know there's all these things that are actually good and helping the environment as well since the pandemic has kind of kept people indoors and it cut down pollutions things like that but at the same time, again, we're still looking at the destruction of Earth in other ways. Because what else has been up? Storms have been mm-hmm. insane this year. There are four hur- I was in North Carolina a couple of weeks ago, and there were four hurricanes off the coast, uh, off the East Coast, right. not the Atlantic. Four. That's just insane, right? <laughs> Plus a hurricane that was, uh, I think it was Hurricane Sally that just went through Louisiana uh, earlier that same week. And then we got the forest fires out in the on the west coast. Forest fires, which by the way are so bad that not only uh, is the sun blocked out in California. I mean, my sister lives in California. She sends pictures. You can't see the sun. It's just a red sky all the time. Um, the smoke is ridiculous. But they're so strong that we here in Ohio, in Northeast Ohio, in specific, uh, in particular, see the smoke and can smell it which is insane to me. That's 3000 miles away. And we actually see and smell that smoke. I remember me uh, and my girlfriend were driving downtown. Was it? No, actually it wasn't me and my girlfriend. It was actually me, my sister and my mom were going downtown for a, uh, it's like a field event for like, they're like sunflowers and stuff and ton Mm. of sunflowers. We're driving down there and we noticed that the sky and the buildings were all really hazy. Everything was just engulfed in haze. And that's when we found out later that day through the news that people were reporting this haze, which was really weird. And 
scientists said, oh, that's not just haze, that is actually smoke. And they showed, of course, the the map of the world via our satellites right. and where the smoke was traveling, which is just crazy, right? And now the fires are so bad that even Europe has now getting that same haze and smoke. So the world is being engulfed in smoke right now, which typically you would only see after a huge volcanic eruption. Um, so again, you know, there's a lot of bad things happening and it, jumping back to scripture, we've been told through revelation and through various other passages that link to revelation as well, is that the earth is going to be going through events. It's going to be going through changes. There's going to be um, birth pangs, uh, if you will, in which there's going to be war, there's going to be famine, there's going to be disease, there's going to be uh, apocalyptic-like events, but that these events are only the things to come before the apocalypse, and that we shouldn't worry so much about, oh, the world is ending, like I'm sure many people are. Now, I know a few people who have been so freaked out over the last six months that they believe the world is literally going to end tomorrow, Um but that this is something we can't control. And it's something we need to think, oh, look, when you look back in history, this whole idea, like everything that's happening in 2020, the idea of Zozo has happened in the past as well. Mm. And it's very possible that the same demon, if indeed Zozo is in charge here, was the same one uh, taking on or starting the events back then. And these are things that are just to happen over time and will become more frequent before the end of days. So... I, I feel like this isn't something that's like we all need to be crazy worried about, <clears throat> but I think it's very important. We're all very aware of it. The right. idea that yes, the world could be just going through normal changes. <clears throat> you know, we do have uh, rising tides, you know, we have rising tides because of the rise or rising oceans because of the um, uh, global warming. Right. Uh, we, we have days are hotter. People are becoming more sick. There's more illnesses showing up. Um, but these are things that are just, they've happened in the past. Things have gotten better. They're going to happen in the future. Things will likely get better. When the day comes in which the world is going to end and it's scary, we're not going to know about it. It's going to come like a thief in the night. That's another quote from scripture. Uh, it's, this idea by God who says, don't listen to the prophecies. Don't listen to the conspiracies in particular. You're not going to know. Not a single person on this earth is going to know when the day is going to come in which the end will happen and Jesus will come back and all this stuff is going to, you know, no one's going to know it. It's just going to happen. And we're all going to be caught off guard. And that's the point. Little scary, but it's all the more reason to be aware. Again, as the scripture says, be aware to your surroundings, pay attention, and be ready at all times. Because when it happens, it's going to happen, and be on your guard for it. Um, is Zozo the entity behind all this mischief? You know, there's a lot of connections here, but nothing again that's concrete. So all we can go by is these interesting links between individuals, their, their um, experiences, and of course, these odd looking prophecies throughout the past. Um, 
but then move forward reminding ourselves, hey, how many other prophecies have we all experienced in our own lifetime already that haven't come true? So I don't know. I mean, what do you think about that? Uh, I mean, there's been so many doomsday things going uh, from the time that we kind of started doing podcasting even <laughs> until today. Um, I, I don't think we're going to be able to to predict the end of days you know it it could be a thousand years from now um it could be just that we're going through a shift right now because 2020 has just been totally weird um but yeah it can be scary and i i agree with you we should be aware but not be scared um and don't fret about it i mean how many times has this cyclical thing happened where uh, humanity is going through some type of catastrophe, but we've lived through it. We'll keep living through it. It's just, we have to get through it. Um, I, I don't suggest anybody do anything drastic. Uh, 2020 and going into 2021, it's going to be rough, but uh, I think that uh, we just have to get through it. Is Zozo causing this this problem? I don't know. I, I don't know that I believe that an entity has that much control over the material, but weirder things have happened. So um I I'm kinda teetering on the edge of what what to believe, what not to believe, but I don't I don't know that Zozo is causing anything like this. I just think that uh we're going through a, a cyclical change where the the earth is going through some drastic things and in so doing so is humanity right so so yeah that's the zozo 2020 connection guys um there's a lot more to this article so i definitely suggest you check it out link will be in the show notes um, Eric, you had also brought, was it just the Cecil B. Demented? Were there other, uh, media, um, connections that you saw? Media wise, no. Um, other than there's a poem, there is a weird poem. And this of course goes to, um, what you've already covered a little, which was the Mayan calendar ending in 2012, but that was a miscalculation. It was actually could have been 2020. Uh, we've talked about that briefly, uh, but there was this idea that by scientists that the Mayan calendar, which ended in 12, 12, 2012, was actually miscalculated, was never 2012, never was, obviously never will be because we're way past that day right. now, but that it was actually calculated for 2020. How that was miscalculated, I'm guessing human error makes the most sense to me. <laughs> Everything that happens in this world is human error. Right. So, but, you know, Darren did post this interesting poem that he took a screenshot of, uh, which was published back in 2010. Now, I'm just going to read it real quick here or semi quick. So it says, <clears throat> so my people bang the bells of survival. Let them toll to tell the story for all the people, the world's people who in this place are no more who are no more. 
we must fix our humanity with sincere congeniality or bring to pass the dismissal foretelling of the ancients, the Olmec, the Mayans, the Celts, the Persians, the Greeks. Somewhere between 2010 and 2020, mankind will meet sufferings of plenty. Many souls will fall into the abyss when the world makes its new turn. The bodies of many innocents will pile high to reach mountaintops. One thing that this actually brings up in my mind is how fortunate those of us living in the new world are. And by new world, of course, I mean where the money is. America, you know, the the Americas, I should say, Uh, you know, USA, Canada, and most of Europe. Uh, But there are still third world countries that many of us don't even pay attention to or think of that probably are going through a serious apocalyptic event that we can't even fathom right now. There's thousands, if not millions of people who might've died, not only from this plague, but from various issues between 2010 and 2020 that are linked to both this Zozo 2020 connection and just the overall um, apocalyptic beginnings that are talked about in Revelation. And I think that's something that we need to keep in mind here because yes, we here are for the most part safe. We have doctors, we, you know, we have scientists who are working hard around the clock to try to find a vaccine, uh, trying to find a vaccine that'll help cure the virus. And of course, you know, there's this belief that viruses never really die, but there have been viruses that have been extinguished in the past. Uh, And there will be ones in the future, you know, that'll be extinguished or at least be able to be be warded off um, and controlled. Yeah. So I think that's very interesting to to, to just keep in mind, you know, there's a lot happening in this world that we don't even know yet. Um, And, or don't understand or don't even see that we need to be very much aware of. Because that kind of stuff could easily come over to the new world at some point or another, you know? Mm. Um, I mean, you look how quick COVID just spread through the world. Right. You know, I remember, you know, three days prior, I heard on the news, oh, this this outbreak in China, blah, 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 blah. Three days later, there was an incident in California. I think it was originally showed in Washington and then later... Uh, document showed no the first case was actually either in new york or in california but from that day it took maybe a week before it was just widespread to the entire country um and that's crazy to think how fast that spreads you know it does mm-hmm. remind me of a creepy z movie you know and <laughs> z movie thing folks if you don't know zombie movie <laughs> scary <laughs> i hate zombies it's probably the one monster i just <laughs> this idea of like the dead, the diseased coming together in one? No. Hell no. Um Well, I, I remember hearing about it and and thinking, and I think I even said it it won't even make it over here. It's fine. They're shutting down China's shutting the airports down. We're not gonna even see it here. But here we are going I, I mean, we're we're literally on the cusp of twenty twenty one and it's still here. Yeah. Well, in the end, I, I think it's like 
like you said earlier, it's it, this isn't the end. This isn't the end of the world, but it is a change of the world of, as, as we know it. Uh, I don't think anything is going to be the way that it was this time last year. Oh, I mean, no. And to think yeah. this time last year, dude, everyone, there's nothing happening. We were calm. Right. Everyone was just chill. We can go outside without our masks on. And it's crazy to think back like, dang, I it was never even a thought on my mind. And now here we are in this pandemic and this, this problem, a worldwide problem. Um, and so, yeah, the world is going to change. I don't think a lot of us are going to like it. Um, but unfortunately it's, it is what it is. It's going to be this way. Um, and I think one thing I just want to leave off with as we close up this segment, uh, and this is again, comes from the Darren Evans paranormal blog. And it's this little picture that he posted at the very bottom of his page. That's just really cool. Um, he was staring out of the passenger window um, and he had been asking for a sign in, in regard to all of this stuff happening. And moments later, he snapped a picture in Las Vegas and he didn't realize at the time, but in this picture, he, he was, he, he caught a rainbow, which was the picture he's trying to get, but he also had razor wire underneath the rainbow in the photo as well. And he found this to be very symbolic. And I think it is as well because the picture itself does kind of tell a story relating to current events. And it's this symbolic idea that the fence represents all of us being imprisoned by the recent events. We're all stuck indoors. We're all stuck wearing our masks. But even while we're facing some of the biggest challenges the world has ever seen, his words, not mine, uh, we can't give up hope. Because the rainbow is the bow that God placed in the sky after he flooded the world. And it was a symbol of hope and a reminder that he would never destroy the world by flood. I'm just going to put that out there again. I don't want people thinking he's never going to destroy the world again. (laughs) Because there is in Revelation and throughout the scripture in which the world will be destroyed by fire. Weird coincidence that there's a huge fire on the West Coast, maybe. <laughs> but nonetheless, there are these, you know, this is still something to be hopeful of. God's not leaving us alone. His bow still remain, remains in the sky. And despite these very difficult situations happening now, we're all going to come out on the other side stronger and more aware of how the world works and how our, um, how our living situations on it can change the tides. You know, we're going to be more aware of how we handle things, how we live our lives. Um, And remember, Hey, it literally takes one person doing one thing that could create a complete overhaul of the entire world, you know? So something to keep in mind as we close out here. Any remaining things, thoughts on this or any uh, kind of uh, housekeeping? Um, I think it's it's been pretty much that. You know, don't, don't be scared, guys. And, you know, we can sit there and blame Zozo. We can sit there and blame God because there are people that will do that. 
um, the devil, whatever. But uh, sometimes it's just things out of our control. And, and yeah, I'm sure at some point there's been a hand in, in parts of these things. But truthfully, it's just life. We're, we're living through life. Things happen. Don't don't blame entities for things because, I mean, sure, it's possible, but highly unlikely. So um, just stay vigilant, you know, keep with the face mask, keep the social distancing going. Um, I mean, here in the Midwest alone, Bismarck and North Dakota specifically, we've had the highest uh, peak in, in COVID-19 since uh since it began it was going down and now we're back up again and north dakota is one of the highest so i I, you know people are getting fidgety they don't want to be at home anymore they want to go out and do things but you have to be content with with not doing anything for right now Um, it will pass but just keep just keep doing what you need to do so um other than that um we we are moving forward with doing weekly shows again with Paratruth Radio. Uh, Beyond reason, I think we're gonna. I'm gonna keep doing monthly for now until uh, I see where we're going with the other show with or with Paratruth Radio and with the New Lantern Media because I think it's going to hype up again. You know, with with wanting to do weekly shows, I think we've got some new stuff to to bring up. Um, We've got the uh, swag store open. Uh, if you go to New Lantern Media, you can find all the the different T-shirts that are offered. But if you click on those links, it brings you to T Public, and it'll show you that you can get mugs, you can get face masks, you can get uh, computer bags, uh, duffel bags, different swag with the different. Uh, logos that we have and uh paranormal heart is the most recent addition to new lantern media so we're so happy to have her uh in on the network um if you're interested in in doing a podcast or if you already have a podcast definitely reach out to us i'd love to hear from you guys if you'd want to be on the network um yeah i think that's about it oh um one last thing for anyone who's, you know, kind of bummed out with everything happening. There is one thing that is kind of exciting, but also still sad. And that is, of course, the return of Supernatural in four days. Uh, if you're listening to this Sunday night. So five more episodes left, I think, of Supernatural. And then 2020 takes something else from us. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> nonetheless, hey. Uh, I hope everyone is having a good evening and I hope everyone has a great week. Uh, I know we're still four weeks away, but Hey, it is that time of year. So happy Halloween. Uh, Look forward to the following weeks as we go through October and of course into November. Um, We'll probably, so one thing we're going to start doing probably is adding little videos and stuff like that midway through the week. So you guys aren't waiting just this whole week for us. Uh, so we'll talk to you in a few days, regardless, stay tuned for that on your social media pages and please 
feel free to respond, reach out, and just interact with us. Uh, we love the conversation, and we just like interacting with everyone. So until next week, it's been a while since I've said that. Until next week, not two weeks from now, <laughs> or a month from now, or six months from now, but next week, you'll find us right here, same time, same place. My name is Eric. And I'm Justin. Peace. This is History is complicated. The story of human progress is long, messy, and riddled with controversies big and small. On Conflicted, we dive headfirst into history's most infamous events and contentious figures. We try and untangle the good from the bad, the fact from the fiction, and the monsters from the misunderstood. Was Genghis Khan a murderous butcher or a civic pioneer? Did the Allied powers go too far? in firebombing the German city of Dresden at the twilight of World War II? And how did the Marquis de Sade acquire such a sinister reputation? And was any of it true? These are just a few of the tough questions we wrestle with and investigate on Conflicted. So if you love history or just enjoy a good story, please join me, your host, Zach Cornwell, for a fascinating new topic each and every month. Conflicted, a history podcast, is available on Spotify, Apple, or wherever else you get your podcasts. I hope to see you soon.